discussing an Illumination Thursday on Law and Gospel on this May, May the 5th, thank you, 2022. I'm Pastor Tom Baker, and on Rumination Thursdays, we have with us our good pastor. And what is your name, sir? Uh, Wes Reimnitz. Um, yes. <laughs> I'm Pastor Reimnitz. What, what's the I'm for? All right. <laughs> okay, Pastor Reimnitz. Wes Reimnitz of Springfield, Illinois. Uh, wonderful preacher and great on law and gospel. And also did a good thing for me. What we're going to be talking about today is an article that President Matthew Harrison wrote and appeared in The Reporter, the official publication of the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. I was going to make a copy of it, but it's hard to do it because it's two pages. And so Pastor Reimnitz sent me a nice copy of it, and I have it in front of me on three sheets. So thanks very much for that. You're welcome. It's the way the printer sets it up. Yes. Yeah, it worked out really good. Now, he starts off quoting a philosopher uh, who died in 1650. And what Pastor Dr. Harrison does is help us to understand why there is such immorality going on in the country right now. It's really because of the way people think. And what was it that Rene Descartes said when he was a philosopher that got people to think the wrong way? Well, it's his famous formulation that he came up with. I think, therefore, I am. Yes. Now, I had heard that many times, but Pastor Harrison was just excellent in showing how that has led to society's problems. Because based on Descartes' statement, we are now living in a thoroughly humanistic worldview because God has been dismissed as the essential cause of all things. And that includes the removal of his law and also his moral authority. And then he points out a theory that, unfortunately, many scientists believe today that really view life as a random result of chance, etc. What is that theory? Uh, evolution. Yes, the theory of evolution. Instead of God speaking and creating, this is really a good statement. In evolutionary theory, the family, the state, the church, and notions of morality are human constructs that have resulted from myth, power, environment, chance, and the will to survive. We talked about this last week. Uh, the difference between natural theology and revealed theology. Can you explain what we mean by that? Well, natural theology is you look out into the world and you see how it's how it interchanges and intricacies, and you know that there must be some type of higher being or God that created it. Revealed knowledge of God 
is God reveals, chooses to reveal himself in uh, other means, such as uh, his word. Yes, natural theology, therefore, is a construct of the human mind. Every religion outside of Christianity has natural theology. They create a God in their own image. Have you Mm. ever run across that in the congregation where people are angry at God because he's not doing what they think he should be doing? Congregation, it's the whole world around us to to what it what it is. Luther points it out in his large catechism uh, uh, under the first commandment. Everyone everyone made into a god that which his heart is also inclined, and I think that's is is very fitting, close, uh, same as what uh, President Harrison is saying. Yes, uh, when I say congregation, I actually mean Christians in the congregation. I've had a number Mm. of them come to me in counseling, and here's what they like to say. What did I do to deserve this experience I'm going through? Right. Uh, Well, I remember a lady coming and sitting in the pew, and it it took... uh, by on the six months, nine months before we got all our questions answered as to why God was what deserving and what which her family was going through. And once the questions were asked and answered, she was willing to say, Where, how can I join this church? Yes, because faith trumps natural knowledge. In other words, there's no way that from reason you can help a person become a Christian because Christianity is totally unreasonable. Uh, Take the example of Jesus born of a virgin. How are you going to prove that? Or the Trinity. How are you going to prove that? Or that he rose from the dead. People just don't believe those things. And unless they have faith given to them by the Holy Spirit, they follow their own natural knowledge in rejection of the message of Christianity. That's right. And, you know, back to what uh, Harrison wrote here, if there is no God, human life has no necessity inherent or eternal value. And here, here's what I really found interesting a billion human lives have been sacrificed by abortion a human right promoted by policies and governments it is quite a statement yes um the one i really like too is um this is really good descartes idea i think therefore i am it shifts the basis for man's identity away from God's action to his own mind's ability to understand or conceptualize himself. And here's the example. Descartes' teaching taught man to look inside himself. As man thinks he is, he is. And that's a short trip from I think, therefore I am, 
to, I think I am male, therefore my female body does not determine the reality of who I am. That, that's really, excellent. Yeah. You know, I have a Bible verse for that. There's this guy that's studying Proverbs over KFUO. Oh, really? I, I need yet. to listen yeah. to that. Yeah. He hasn't gotten to it yet, but in Proverbs chapter 23, for as he thinks within himself, so he is. That's the oh, new wow. American. That's the new American Standard Version. Uh, the ESV puts it like this. He is like the one who is inwardly calculating. And that's, uh, I, I think, says it well. It fits into what uh, President Harrison is talking about. Children do this all the time when they disobey their parents. They come to the conclusion that the orders or commands of the parents is a bunch of nonsense. I, I just saw this uh, on a movie where a young girl wants to go out with her boyfriend who's much older than she is. Her father says, no, you shouldn't go out with him. Uh, but if you do, you got to be home by 11 o'clock. She doesn't get home till 3 a.m. And, of course, there's all kinds of problems uh, with that that's going on, as you can well imagine. In other words, her idea rather than her father's idea it becomes more important. And therefore, it's it's really hard to raise children up today. In fact, he even makes that point that um, among many people, there's only a mother because the father has left. In fact, the marriage rate is at its lowest in U.S. history, he says. And that, it, he said, the sexual revolution was has left a record number of women as single mothers, a scenario that statistically is the number one determiner of poverty. Recent stats show that homes in which only the mother attends church, as opposed to those in which both parents attend church with the children, have a much smaller likelihood of the children becoming adult churchgoers. And we have sure seen that with many of the millennialists, right? Oh, yeah. yeah the, the, it's, it's just interesting to see fathers make a, make a difference in, in the family. Uh, and you, you watch where father and mother together are, are together um, in their long life of marriages. You watch uh, families with with uh, fathers and mothers that have been married 50, 60, 70, 40 some years together. And then you, you look at the children. And uh, reminds me of a pastor that he was getting ready to take a call to a different parish. And a member came up to him and said, You saved my marriage. You know, bringing my wife and and myself back together again. And I said, uh, said to him that uh, the Lord did it, you know, and keeping him as a foundation. 
And if you look back at his family now, all his kids are in solid marriages and in church. Yes. It really makes a, a difference. And he talks about the loss of the nuclear family, that family of father, mother, and children going to church, and has led to a, a great problem. He also brings up something else we talked about, and you can explain what happened in Finland with the bishop of uh, the Finnish uh, church there. Yeah, that was interesting, too, that he talked about it, that the uh, Finnish bishop of uh, a partner church was prosecuted by the Finnish state for hate crimes as part of producing a pamphlet that quoted uh, Romans chapter 1. And uh, it, it actually was putting the Bible on uh, trial for being a hate crime. Yes. Now that comes from prosecutors and others who have decided that God's word is trumped by their, therefore I am. I think therefore I am, and the way I think is more important than the way God thinks. And this happens. Now, it's interesting, you've brought up Romans 1 a, a number of times, and there is a portion there that definitely speaks against the gay movement. Um, and he quotes that in his article. Uh, do you want to read that section, beginning with, For the wrath of God? For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men, who by their un unrighteousness suppress the truth. For what is known about God is plain to them, because God has shown it to them. For his invisible attributes, namely his eternal power and divine nature, have been clearly perceived even since creation, so they are without excuse. For although they knew God, they did not honor God as him as God or give thanks to him, but they became fruitful in their thinking and their foolish hearts were darkened, claiming to be wise, they became fools. Yes. Now, what's important about this is that next statement, and this is, as we say, right from the Bible, they exchange the truth about God for a lie. That's exactly what Satan did to Adam and Eve. Oh, no, no, no. You will not die if you eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. You will become like God. And guess what? You will know the difference between good and evil like God knows it. Well, that's a white lie in the sense that, boy, it's not true at all. But he says enough that motivated them to do that because they wanted to be like God. And so when people do that, this is interesting. God gives them up to dishonorable passions. And what does the text say from there, uh, beginning with, for their women? For their women. For their women exchange their natural relations to those that are contrary to nature. And men likewise give up natural relations with a woman and were consumed with passion for one another. That's called the gay movement. Right. And notice, they say they're in love, but the word for love there is also a word 
that is used to love an idol. That's not true love. It's not the agape love where you are willing to sacrifice yourself. And a lot of young people just can't wait. They don't want to wait till marriage. They want to have fun now. And this is something I may be talking about uh, tomorrow. It's something I was unaware of. You know, we're all worried about the virus and how it spreads. Well, within two years from its beginning, they now have medicine to kind of cure it, to stop it, to help people. But when you take a look at AIDS, guess what? It's been 40 years since it came on the scene, and they still haven't found a cure for it. 40 years. And hundreds of thousands of people get that. In fact, they said every minute two people get AIDS because of the sexual revolution. We're going to talk about that tomorrow. So there's an example where God, you know, allows them to go their way as he did with Adam and Eve. And, of course, they're kicked out of the Garden of Eden. Yeah, you had talked about the, the the Son's creation, incarnation, redemption, salvation. Right. You know, as God has ordered all things, it made me think when creation versus evolution, which we talked about a little bit earlier, that uh, mankind has come up with all kinds of what I call isms, and socialism, communism, Marxism. Wokeism, atheism, you know, that uh, throw some mud at the wall and see what sticks over and against what mankind comes up with, which we're talking about here in Romans chapter 1 as well. Yes. Uh, When I was a kid, I, of course, took science courses. What I was taught then is hardly true anymore. Like... The, the thing that really woke me up to that is that when you're cooking and uh, the recipe says, well, you turn on the oven at such and such a temperature. What I found out is that if you're living on a mountain way up in the air and you're cooking, the temperature is different that you have to use. And it's really interesting how science has changed so much And I'm hoping it's going to change quite a bit and get away from evolution, which is really quite ridiculous. How an apple can turn into a lion is utterly ridiculous, and yet that's what evolution believes. Hmm. Well, uh, Luther, when it comes to all of this, he talks about it in in a much different uh, form of fashion. He says, for where the head is right, the whole life must be right. And vice versa, where the head is wrong, the whole life must be wrong. And see, that's the goal of parents, to get their children's head right. In fact, the word for instruction that Solomon uses in Proverbs also can be translated as discipline. You know, that's how you become a disciple of the Lord because you always have sinful children 
And so your instructions are always to protect them, to keep them away from sin. And it's more than just laws. Parents just don't give laws. They give the reason for the laws. And so what we're trying to change is not just the behavior, but a different attitude on the part of the children so that they recognize where the devil is trying to tempt them as they grow up and get out into the world like colleges, workplaces, etc. Yeah, when you say that, it brings to mind Luther's three hierarchies that he talks about, that mankind is, is, is developed into three areas, family, church, and government. And the government is trying to switch over and, and talk about how the church should, should act and then families uh, where they, their children, can, their girls can go out and have abortions without contacting their families, how they seek to do those things and uh, corrupt it, where, where it's always been the duty of the church to teach the government and to teach our families what God would ask us to do or command us to do. Yes, um there are public school teachers that have been fired because let's say they have a student who is a girl and she decides to become a man, but the teacher keeps referring to her as she. And the public school officials say, no, you must say he and uh, give her pronouns that she wants to use rather than what is from her bearing, namely how she was born. And I don't think you and I would do that, would we? No. Well, it comes back to that Proverbs passage, for as he thinks within himself, so he is. Yes, yes. And boy, is that causing problems. How's that causing problems in women's sports? Well, you get these these guys saying that they're women and, and they're breaking the, the females' records and winning these races. Because they say they're really female. I right. think I'm female, therefore I am. And they even go into surgery uh, to apparently be females. But, of course, they can't have babies because God... It doesn't matter how much surgery you have. You're not going to have a baby if you're a male. And the church has to come down on this. I often think these women who have been for women's rights now see all of their records being destroyed. And it's really their own fault because they have believed the way I think, that's the way I am. Therefore, if I think I'm not putting to death a baby within me, I'm not putting to death a baby. It's not really a human being until it's born. That's what one of the presidents of the United States was taught, that until it's born, it's not human, which is ridiculous when you put people in jail for destroying the eggs of eagles. Those eggs aren't flying around, they're eggs. (laughs) And yet you can be put in jail uh, because of that. So we're living in an upside-down world, and the church needs to be about the business of teaching the congregation what is really the way of God 
rather than the way of man. And as Harrison points out, thanks be to God that Paul delivered the gospel in the same opening chapter of Romans. For I'm not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes. And what is the gospel? It's Jesus Christ who suffered and died and rose again for... Yes. So... It's interesting, the next paragraph. So long as we are the church, we shall humbly preach the message of law and gospel. gospel. (laughs) Yeah, wasn't that something? For the eternal salvation of all who hear and believe. President Harrison has been talking quite a bit about that law and gospel because It's really at the basis of Luther's theology. It's the greatest distinction. And, well, we've been on KFUO 25 years just talking about law and gospel. And here's a great example that people are not listening to the law of God because they say, the way I think, that's the way I am. The way I think, that's the way reality is and they are disturbed by God's proclamation of what is true. Now, he ends with a a good saying, because we're at the end of time. If you would read that, where it says Descartes Descartes was wrong. Yeah. Yeah. It is not I think, therefore I am. It is I have a creator and redeemer, therefore I am. Well said. Yes. Because apart from the Creator and the Redeemer, that is Jesus Christ, therefore you're dead in your sins, as Jesus said to the Pharisees who were walking around, and your father is the devil rather than God. So out of love for all of these sinners, which we are also, we preach law and gospel, which is what Jesus did, repentance and gospel. Well, thanks so much for sending me the article, Wes, and I'm looking forward to what we're going to be doing next week. So we'll keep it up. I'm Tom Baker, and tomorrow is Email Friday. If you have questions about this article, uh, email me, and we're glad to discuss it. And we've got another subject we're going to be talking about from some emails. Until tomorrow, God bless you. Listen to Law & Gospel each weekday morning at 9.30 on KFUO. For a tax-deductible gift to Law & Gospel, please make your check out to Law & Gospel and mail to Law & Gospel P.O. Box 28910, St. Louis, Missouri, 63132, or call toll-free 1-877-267-1962. Views and opinions expressed on Worldwide KFUO may not represent the official position of the management or ownership of KFUO, the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. If you'd like to comment on programs or topics heard on Worldwide KFUO, write us at KFUO, 1333 South Kirkwood Road, St. Louis, Missouri, 63122. You can also leave a question or comment on our comment line at 314-996-1542. We are the messenger of good news, Worldwide KFUO.